Good morning. This is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. I just praise God for this day. I praise God for his covering. I praise God that each of you that are listening to this is safe and that the Lord has a hedge of protection around you, your finances, your children. And I just pray that you walk in victory today. Amen. So today I want to talk about two things that in ministry and as believers that we tell people, as I would call it, our Christian lingo about, you need more power, you need to pray more. But what does that really mean? Because it is the foundation and the bedrock of what um, your actions and your behaviors reflect as a believer. And so when we talk about power, I want to define those into reasoning for you to really seek power from God, to really seek God earnestly in prayer. And prayer is so key. And I wish that someone had, I don't know, shared with me or that I had the revelation about power and prayer early on in my faith. With growing up in church, I heard the terms, but I either I had scales over my eyes or I needed a clearer picture. So I hope today that I present a clear picture of what gaining power looks like. And a story that I'd like to share with you, which is in the book, Christian Warrior Woman, is the story of, I have a a true live example of when you have a relationship with God, when you connected with God, and how prayer saved lives. And I'm just going to give a quick snippet about that. Uh, My family and I lived in Colorado. And my three sons, I always flew in from from work, I used to, in corporate America, I used to travel out on Monday or Sunday, and I'd come back home on Thursday. And so I always told my family that I was arriving about 45 minutes earlier because flights would get in early a lot, and I hated waiting at the airport. So on this particular flight, probably an hour out from landing, I had this overwhelming sense of... Um, death. I had this feeling like the plane was going to crash, like there was going to be a crash. And I'm not going to get into the all of the inner details because you can, um, you know, read it in the book. But the deal was, I thought I was the plane I was on was going to crash. I looked at the flight attendant, looked at people sitting next to me. The flight didn't seem bumpy. Nothing seemed like any something was wrong. But I knew something deathly was about to happen. And I looked at my watch and saw the time. And I thought about my children. I thought about that they would come to the airport and find that their mom has been in a plane crash and how horrible that would be. So when I looked at my watch at that time, I started praying. And I was praying for their future. I was praying like for God to hold their heart in his hand, for them to... um, you know, not be so broken up for their future, not to be changed, for for me to send my love to them. And I just was praying for them because I didn't see 
how sharing it with the person sitting with me or the flight attendant was going to bring any change. Well, the plane landed and I was like, huh, anytime I've ever had that kind of feeling, I don't know if you have, I used to call it at that point premonition. I now know it was the Holy Spirit um, that I was in shock because it was the first time this had ever happened that I had this feeling and the result didn't manifest. So when I went to find my family, they were not at the usual pickup. And this is before cell phones, so I couldn't call anyone on a cell phone. Well, it wasn't before cell phones, but at that point, I had a cell phone. Your children and and just regular folks that didn't need it for business didn't have cell phones. So lo and behold, um, come to find out for me to bring wrap this story up, that my family didn't show up for a while and I realized it was my family. And I was standing there in shock and not sure, what do I do? Um, it wasn't me, Was it, it was them, they're not here, no car, no car, no car. Well, lo and behold, my family shows up and I'm in shock. And when the, uh, it was a caravan, when the van door opened, my kids came running out to me, telling me about a horrific fatal car crash. And when I looked at their dad, he looked red, he looked flushed, he looked like overwhelmed with, he couldn't believe he was alive. And so as they're telling me this story, he says to me, I looked at the the clock in the car and he said, when I saw the time, I knew I was dying at that minute. And I looked at him and I said, what time was it on the clock in the car? And it was the exact same time that I looked at my um, watch on the plane and was praying for my children. The gist of this story is that day, um, he explained that a, a tractor truck filled with rock had lost control and had come across the median. The truck was filled with gravel and, and they, the truck was coming toward the car with him and my children in the car. And that they were going, there was no way for him to get out of the direction of this truck. With folks in front, folks behind, he could not escape death. And when he looked at the time, he just remembered, you know, the time and that this was it. And somehow he said the car moved forward and mishitting them and took out the car behind him. And everyone in the reason they were late, everyone in that car behind the car with my children died. And their bodies were actually on the highway due to the impact and tragedy of this. So number one, I was of course relieved my children were safe, but my heart was grieved for the family um, that was affected, that was behind our car. And in that moment, I realized the Lord 
because of the Holy Spirit, because of the power, because of the prayer, and because of the faith in seeking God that the Lord showed me in that example. And he knew I would share that today. And that's the part that I got to keep it together. I'll get emotional. That he knew I would share that for you today, wherever you are, about how the power of prayer can save your life. We always talk about how the power can save your soul. But I want to share with you how that power can save your life, can save you for being dispossessed of your home, can save you from being unemployed, can save you from sickness, can save you from disease, can save you from divorce. I'm here to tell you that the power of prayer can change the trajectory of your life and for generations to come. That day, my whole family could have been wiped out in that day. But for the grace of God and the power of prayer, I prayed a prayer not even knowing what I was praying for. I thought it was me, but it was for someone else. And to this day, who my ex-husband, he was my ex-husband at the time, we remarried since then. But I will never forget, that's one of the many things I will never forget that God has given me when we say, do we know God is real? There, there is no way for me to escape personally of believing because it's not of my power that I could have foreseen or seen what happened unless God wanted me to. So I want you to embrace why it's so important to have a strong prayer life because you don't know when The power within you needs to be tapped to save your life, save someone else's life, and to save someone else's future. I hope you get that. So I want to talk about when we define power, what does that mean? When we say power, the definition of power is the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a quality or faculty. You know, many people know that whether it's the power of speech, you know, synonyms are ability, capacity, capability, potential. If we use it as a verb, it's to supply with mechanical or electrical energy, move or travel with great speed or force. I believe that day, my prayer, and Andre looking at that time, You know, reminds me of where two or more, he went into, oh God, when he saw the time and I was praying for him and the boys at the same time. And in that moment, I want to tell you that there was an electrical energy. There was a supernatural power. There was a force that neither one of us knew that we had tapped into in that moment, but we were both fully powered, fully charged, and God responded. So when we think of power, I'm just, I'm going to talk about power and possibly I'll do prayer tomorrow because it's so strong that we get this. Power is the basis for everything we do all of our capacity, all of our ability, 
in providing for ourselves, in having respect for ourselves, in representing our children and making sure they're healthy and happy and secure. We have to have power. And it takes courage to have power because we have to acknowledge before we get power that there is a source for power. So, for example, if I have power in my home, I don't know if any of you have ever lost power because maybe you didn't pay your bill on time and your power was turned off in your home or apartment. Well, when your power is turned off, you're in darkness, especially if it's nighttime. You're in darkness because everything you have, everything that surrounds you, cannot get power. So I want you to think about, so if you want to, if you have an electric oven, you can't bake. If you have a blender, you can't blend. If you want to see the news, you can't turn on the TV or the radio. And you are in darkness. If you need to read, you can't see. If you need to charge your cell phone, you can't charge it because the source of your power is off. I hope you're getting this. The source of your power is off. So if everything around you is darkness and you can't see which way to go, you can't see what, which way to fulfill your dreams and your power is not off for one day. It's been off for a long time. So you've been operating and living without power, you are going to fail, have many disappointments, and not be able to see the path that God has for you. But when you say, God, not by my power, but by your power, I humble myself, I surrender myself, I give myself, to you 100%, then you are now saying, I want your power, God, to transform and to guide my life. And I want to turn off being in darkness and trying to walk in darkness, trying to work in darkness, trying to raise my children alone or in a marriage in darkness because your strength cannot be the source of power that blesses and brings forth fruit in your life. So when you make that commitment, it comes with following up. Because if I give my power and I humble myself before God, I can't then decide that certain pieces or areas of my life I'll still manage. Well, maybe I'll still make the decision about my money. Or maybe I'll still make the decision about the man I'm going to marry. You see, we have too many believers who are, either I call them bipolar Christians, or they're still operating in control. Because now they've said, this part of my life, God, you can have. But this part, I got to pick the man myself. It's got to be who I want, who I desire, and let's say, and this part that I want to make money 
because I'm watching reality shows and I want to be like them. So I'm going to dress with some of my hips tight and some of my my bosom exposed or whatever it may be. Or I'm going to make my lips bigger and, and more luscious. You see what I'm saying? We want to pick and choose areas where we say we're in control. And then God, let me give you these crumbs, this area. Uh, Maybe I'll tithe and I'll come to church on Sunday. We then decide. And that's where we have power outages. Because you can't, when you plug in, you don't get half power. You get full power. And if you, if you, (laughs) this will make me laugh, but I'm sure it will you. And if your plug comes unplugged a little bit, your source of power is done. So you have to then go and plug back in. So today, I want you to think about how you have to plug back in. How you have to say, you know what, Lord? I I say that I'm a Christian. I read the Bible. I celebrate Christmas. I thank you for Easter. And I try to be a good person. That's nice. But trying is means that you're not plugged in. That means you're half plugged in. And so you're operating at zero level. And where you want to be is operating in a place where you hear God, you um, react to what you hear. That means you're listening, you have active listening and you're moving forward. We want to be in a place of being fully engaged with all his power and all his might. The Holy Spirit can't be fully activated on a part-time or a partial level. You're either in or out. And we've got to stop living on the fence. We've got to stop being lukewarm Christians. Hello, lukewarm. Lukewarm gets you zero power. There is no power in lukewarm. The Lord even tells you what about lukewarm Christians. We need to be fully engaged. So it doesn't matter if you meet Mr. Right, you still have to be fully engaged and plugged in. Mr. Right cannot give you the power. Mr. Right can give you temporary satisfaction that unconnects you from your source. And there are many temptations in lives, whether it's to cheat, whether it's to, um, you know, use our tongue to speak word curses on people. And what I mean is just being ugly. And so we have to repent daily and renew our mind daily and pray daily over our own issues. I remember as a young child thinking that when you accepted Christ, you just were zapped. That meant you were zapped to do everything right, live right, and you were perfect. And when I accepted him, I still was like, I'm still the same person. Oh, maybe that's not safe because I still gossiped about this one. I still talked bad about that one. So every Sunday, I was repenting every Sunday. I was like, okay, Lord. Then I finally said, Oh, I'm, I'm, they said that the Lord calls you. I must not be called because I seem to not be able to get a hold of being saved. So maybe God just didn't choose me. Ooh, what a lie, 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 lie from the devil. 
What we have to know is we have to be discipled. We have to learn whether it's from um, a mentor or a coach. And I have spent seven years in Atlanta coaching, whether it's women, whether it's men, whether it's family, and praying with them and taking people through training on how you build your faith, how you build your power, how you release pain from the past. We can't just say the words and it's like, bewitch, we're zapped. We have to then decide to walk in a lifestyle because what we're after is power. And the enemy wars against you because he wants your power. He wants to make sure that you stay unplugged in. He wants you unplugged because if you're unplugged, you can't defeat him or his army. And I tell you today, living unplugged will ruin not only your life, but your children's life and for generations to come. The sins that are in your generation and your ancestral past will come and eat your future. And so you and you have power and you are praying. You are making sure that you're standing in the gap that on your watch, my sister, on your watch, my warrior, you're saying that this is not going to happen. Abortion's not going to happen. Sickness is not going to happen. Children born out of wedlock is not going to happen. Marriages are going to be restored and not broken. And we will all be of good health and be prosperous because as the word says over and over and over again, that if we follow the covenant of God, if we follow his precepts, we shall be blessed. Even when we have struggles, whether it's sickness, whether it's finances, we will stand because we're plugged in to know that this is temporary. This isn't forever. And I can withstand struggle because I'm following Christ who lived and struggled and bore every sin that I could be set free. So I'm already free. So whatever happens to me physically, emotionally, I will be okay because God has me. He is for me and not against me. He loves me. He cares for me. You see how we have to activate that power of being plugged in to know that our current circumstances are not what we hold on to. We hold on to his word. We hold on to what he has brought us through. We hold on to that he is faithful. He is loving. He is true. And that not one of his words will fall on deaf ears. We have to believe and know that Jesus is always, always there when we're plugged in. So I I tell you today in your journal, I want you to write areas that you know that you have unplugged yourself from God, that you have said, well, this is what I want, right? You're not going on what the Lord has told you. So I want you to write on answer for yourself why you unplugged. Because I will tell you at the root of your unplugged is a lie. And it's a lie from the enemy because he needs you derailed, distracted and unaware of your real source of power. And imagine who you would be if you're fully plugged in at 100 percent. And you're hearing and activating what God is showing you to do in your life. 
I want you to change your life this day. If you get any other of the other podcasts, that's wonderful. But if you get this one thing about being plugged in, it'll change your life. I don't have to promise you. The word promises you. So today I want to read you two scriptures before I end a couple of scriptures on power because I want you to to activate this in your prayer. I want you to live in power today and every day. And I want you to remember that when you feel that um, yourself saying, I want, I'll do, then you'll remember why you need to stay plugged in and remind yourself, oh, I'm living unplugged. I got to plug in. I can't live unplugged. Oh, Lord, how can I plug myself in? I've got to repent and I've got to um, say, Lord, I repent for for making this decision for myself. I repent for trying to control my future and my destiny. Lord, hear, hear my cry. Lord, please don't let your ears go deaf on my prayers and my needs this day. And I humble myself, Lord. I will tell you, for those who think, well, I might be doing that every day. Well, guess what? I had to do that every day because I had to break off the spirit of control because I was so used to doing everything for myself. And when you're a single mom, hello, ladies, when you're a single mom, you are and overwhelmed with doing everything for yourself, that even in your prayer life, in your spiritual life, you think that's what I'm supposed to do too. And no, that's where you can rest in his grace and in his mercy. So 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Hello, how's he strengthening you? Because I'm plugged in. I'm talking and walking and fully charged. So Luke 10, 19, behold, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all. Hello, I got to say this again. And over all hold the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Hello, you have to say that when you're thinking of your money, you're thinking of your children, maybe not having their dad. It is an over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. I don't want you worried and stressed and depressed about what you think is going to happen. I want you engaged in what the word says and to live before God. Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who was able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Wow. According to the power at work within us. His power is already there. We decide for it to be plugged in or plugged out. And finally, 1 Corinthians 6, 14. 
And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. So, Father, I pray for every woman in the sound of my voice. I pray, God, as the stone was rolled away and you were raised forth, I pray, God, right now that your power, the angels that are round about us, remove the stone out of every woman's way and that she will be raised up from her knees this day with the power and knowing that she has given you her whole life, her whole dreams, her whole desires for her future, and that you become the source of the power that drives her life, brings her healing, restoration, and brings her joy and happiness to prosper in this life and the life beyond. I thank you today, ladies, and say be blessed. God loves you. And until tomorrow, bye-bye.